You're listening to Shit Adults Never Taught Us, the podcast where we talk shit in a good way. All right, so this episode, we have Sydney Razkind, who I have crossed paths with in a number of different ways. I knew his old roommate, I met his wife in the publishing world, and then I came across him I started social media kind of late, like 2020, 2021. I started Instagram and I met him because I was scrolling through videos and his videos just kept getting recommended to me. And I was like, this guy looks so familiar. And then we figured out later that we actually had probably met before through all of the other people that we've got in common. But what was interesting is that his brand and my brand on the Instagram TikTok world is so aligned. So he does videos on TikTok that get hundreds of thousands and millions of views that are what I wish I had known before I was 30 or before I was in my 30s. And they're so hugely popular. And so because his wife knew about the book, I sent her a copy, he read it, and he was like, whoa, this is essentially the same mission, same goal that I'm doing, just a different medium. So this podcast episode, we chat about all the similarities, all the things we wish we had learned earlier, and we dive deep into what it means to be a brand in the modern day, and with so many content creators out there, how to have a unique voice. So please enjoy Sid Raskind. Hey, welcome, Sid. Before I hit record, we were talking about how all of the things that we didn't learn just come up in adulthood. And that's the brand you've made. So, all right, so let's start there. Absolutely. Well, first of all, thank you for having me. Um, great book, thank by the you. way. Uh, very, very useful. Not just for me looking over and being like, wait, what are you talking about? But also, mo- mostly the book is just like a thing. It puts everything in such a concise place where it's like, oh, right, I should have known that. Or, you know, like, why didn't I think about, one of the biggest things that you talked about was um, uh, how to buy a car. And I read that probably three times. I was like, (laughs) this is crazy. I didn't even think about this. This is amazing. And you don't think about it. You don't think about it till you need it. And then when you need it, you're like so frazzled with the idea of buying a car that you forget all the things you've ever heard about it. That's true. Exactly. And then all of a sudden, all of a sudden it's like, oh, right, I can just pay less property tax and drive 40 miles if I have a availability to do that. And great, I'll just do That's that. That's what I did. <laughs> like, when I bought my Fiat, I was looking at a bunch of different dealerships and I happened to work right around the corner from the Fiat dealership in Santa Monica. And I went over there and I just, one day at lunch, I just priced it out and I was like, hey, can you guys give me an itemized list? And the tax line was so shocking to me where I was like, I'm buying a car and I'm paying a month's rent in taxes. So then the thought came to mind of just, what if I just drive an hour south to Orange County where they have less taxes? Or like, maybe I'll just go to like, you know, the Inland Empire and just be like, oh yeah, do you also have Fiat's here? They (laughs) do. It's crazy. The company (laughs) makes more than one. (laughs) It's crazy, right? But yeah, I think, um, so again, thank you for having me. Fantastic book. 
you are uh it truly was an amazing amazing find to be like oh you're making this book and now you're talking to my wife about making this book and now i have this book and who are you random right okay so the background is we have a mutual friend who helped lay out the Mm -hmm. book and then when i was done with that portion i was like uh i don't know how to market a book at all and so he put me in contact with his friend kelsey who I ended up talking to, and then I stumbled upon you completely separately, but your name looked familiar, which I then found out is because of all of these other people that I are, you're already right. in my atmosphere, and then <laughs> accidentally our brands completely aligned. Well, yeah, I mean, it, it truly, that was amazing. Like, even when, you're, uh, even when we were talking on Instagram, I was like, do I know this person? And then it was like, oh, you can send the book to like my wife's publishing place. And you go, wait, that's your wife? <laughs> I know her. Oh man, that was so weird. So yeah, but, let's yeah. talk about you. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, so, you know, this, this uh, interesting little type of content that I've started to make, um, it is something that, I didn't know was my brand until I started making it, if that makes well, any so sense. Well, so how did that happen? One day you're just sitting around being like, oh, fuck, I don't know something. Let's talk about it with the world. Right, right, right. Well, no, actually, you know, it's funny. Thinking back on, I think, individuals' lives, you don't want to tell people what you don't know, right? You don't want to be like able to speak that type of truth, right? You don't want to say, I don't know what tire pressure is. Yeah. So when when you do say something like that, people, I think, feel more connected to it. So I've been creating content for 14 years, right? Back in, you know, the good old days of, of YouTube and for forever, right? So I've, so I started making content then. And then I tried every type of social media platform, everything, right? Um, I was the one on, you know, YouTube trying to, basically I was like in my college campus pretending to be different things. So I would say like, I'm a cat and I would just go around campus pretending to be a cat through, through my own YouTube type of content. So, and I was a vlogger. I was like an Instagram in like a a parent Instagram influencer with the good pictures and stuff, which was terrible. So many, many failures leading up to TikTok, right? And then I found TikTok a couple, I guess about a year and a half ago. And I was like, this platform is the confluence of every type of internet content that has ever been so How far. So? It's, it's video, it's short form, it's repeatable. You create, you can find sounds that you then can create your own meme right you become the meme through these sounds and it's easily shareable and most importantly easily branded because they automatically put the branding on it if it's shared so everyone knows who you are right everyone knows Sydney Raz everyone knows you know Nicki Minaj but like if Nicki Minaj were to share her, her content Nicki Minaj would be on the branding right yeah yeah you see the name right there exactly so when I found TikTok I was working for a YouTube company at the time and we started making all of these videos about TikTok and then I started using TikTok and then I became very obsessed with it. And then pandemic, right? And then I kept making content just like anyone else, right? Like 
finding a sound, creating it. But I created the same video every day saying, um, why are you like, what's the difference between me and other people that are TikTok famous? And um, I did that every, every, every day for 365 days. I made a video every single day with this, basically the same sound or something about that kind of thing. And then the way that this series started and took off was a few months ago, I posted a video that said, here's something I wish I knew before I was in my thirties. It's better than your twenties. And like, that was the catalyst for people actually like being interested in my content again. And then I saw that happen and I was like, wait, oh, I'm a 30 year old. Well, I'm a 30 something male that doesn't know a lot of things, but isn't in his 20s. And the 20s are looking back on them awful in a oh, lot they of were ways. Horrible. <laughs> so, so now it's like, what else can I do? And then I just kept making this type of, you know, interesting, you know, truthful content of like, dude, I still don't know if I know this, but I definitely didn't know it in my 20s, you know? In my 20s, I thought I had to know everything because the internet, social media told me I had to know everything. And then I got into my 30s and everybody was like, you're not supposed to know everything. And something about that is so freeing. And now I look back on all the things that I thought I knew in my 20s. And I just, I cringe. I feel like such an yeah, idiot. Absolutely. I mean, and that's the thing, right? Like one of the biggest reasons why I think content succeeds on the internet, you, and I mean, same with comedians, same with, you know, any, any sort of like art form like that. Once you understand sort of what you are perceived as, you can sort of use that to your advantage, right? And my older sister and I would always text each other, you know, like, did you know that the sign that says bridge freezes before road, that is a sign that's like, just letting you know, the bridge is gonna freeze before the road. So be careful when you cross this bridge, right? Yep. Or did you know, like, um, my sister every once in a while, she'll just be like Arby's. I'll go Arby's. Yeah. Roast beef. I went, Arby's. Oh, oh, roast beef, right? Yeah, exactly. Okay, well, I'm or, today years old when I figured that right, out. <laughs> right, right, right. I, that, that, I think that was disproven somewhere, but I think like the guy's name was actually Arby, but it just works out that way. It does work out that um, way. Or like when yeah. you find out the arrow and the FedEx and exactly. all the or things the, like that that you can never unsee once you know them. Exactly. Or the arrow in Amazon goes from A to Z, so it's like... Amazon has everything from A to Z. Genius. Or, right. So, yeah, so that's sort of where this mentality comes from of like all of these things where we have these like aha moments in regular everyday life. Um, and even between my sister and I, and, you know, my, my wife is so amazing, as you know. I do. Um, I told but, you before we started recording, she's a superhuman <laughs> and yeah. like so incredible. Yeah. When we first started dating, she would like tell me things and the audience can't see my face, but like it was, it was like this, these things that were just like, wait a second, what, what do you mean? And she would always refer me to as a brand new baby because <laughs> I would always get so excited and I would always like learn these new things. And I'm like, this is crazy. I <laughs> like, love watching that happen. 
I've been doing a lot of podcast interviews since the book came out and I love yeah. when I say something to somebody and like you can see the person the eyes get really wide and they they connect dots in their brain it's just the best <laughs> to watch that happen yeah and I think that's another reason why people like my videos in some way is like I'm doing this in real time in some of them right mm -hmm. like when I juiced a lemon with tongs I did it and then I was like this is revolutionary to me right yes um and you can see that real reaction and then also the the one that succeeded recently was the travel pillow right? oh the move yes they're supposed to be worn on the front yeah here's the thing i don't think manufacturers made them that way to be completely fair but when you do that like my again my wife and i were on a flight and we rotated them we both just sort of looked at each other like we had been insane for years. It was like the craziest thing. And everyone else had that same reaction. <laughs> it's so nice because your videos for people who don't know uh, range a variety of topics. So one day you might talk about how easy it is to squeeze a lemon with tongs or like ways to do easy household things pretty nonchalantly like on genius level and I don't know how you do that but then you'll talk about like real stuff like a high yield savings account that one right 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 so important and that's the first well, chapter in that, my book and I was like yeah exactly there were so many comments on your page of people who said I didn't figure this out till I was late 30s exactly. early 40s and that's that's upsetting because then you're you're watching a whole generation of people figure something out a little later than they had to yeah and i think that the first chapter of your book was that high yield savings account right mm -hmm. and i use that um because i had heard of these before but they had never been explained as concisely as your book thank you and you're welcome it was great i was like like the, the even the way you put it was like banks don't tell you about these why would they not, right exactly they're not you might have heard of them in high school, but you weren't paying attention. No. And then when you finally need it, it's like, wait, I just spent a decade in a savings account for no reason. Because it was and, called savings. Because the word right. was there, so you thought you were doing it. Right. But nobody looks further. <laughs> right. And everyone told me that this was the savings account when I was a kid, and that's what I use. The, I think the other reason why that video succeeded was because I left them to find out what the information was, right? And yeah. that didn't really make people happy because usually when you find a video like that, especially on TikTok, there's like a long exposition of what that means. But my videos for reasons um, that I hope seem obvious are concise and easily shareable. And then they do the so. work. No. Exactly. And then they figure it out. I'm not a financial advisor. I'm just a guy that found this information out and I can't believe it. Now you figure it out. That's like, the exact same standpoint that I come at. I'm like, exactly. I'm, not, your book. I'm not your doctor. I'm not exactly. your mom. I'm not your financial advisor. I'm not your therapist. All I'm saying is I've learned some stuff the real tough, crunchy way, and you can now yeah. learn it a little smooth way, but well, go do and, the work. And that's what the craziest part about us running into each other in this like content creation world of like what's your book called i've been doing this for a while why wait what yeah it's insane and 
it shows that there's a giant gap in a lot of people's knowledge. Learnings, absolutely. We, we have giant gaps of knowledge. And then I have conversations with friends all the time and they'll say something as simple as like squeezing a lemon with tongs. And you're like, I just get angry that no one told <laughs> yeah. me until this moment. Well, people, um, again, for those of you that haven't watched my videos, my reaction is usually anger. People ask me in the comments or close friends, like, why are you always angry? And I'm like, because I didn't know that. Because <laughs> right. I didn't know the thing I just tried. And when you try it and it works so easy, you get mad at yourself for doing it the hard way for so many years. <laughs> right, exactly. You're just like, your life flashes before your eyes in those moments. And you're just like, why did I make that so much harder? for so long. Yeah, it's I think I think in general um my videos do that over and over and over again, so that's why people like to watch them. And you're um, consistent in branding. Was that intentional? So you start all of your what uh, I wish I knew before I was 30. You're walking down the hallway uh, almost every time, every, time, every time and then you do the next ones in your kitchen. <laughs> yeah. Very and intentional. It's two shots, and I yep. assume that's consistent branding yep, yep. as two people who work in the film industry, and <laughs> yeah. you, you do two locked off, well, you do one walk and talk, and then you do one locked off lock, shot. And locked like, shot, it's, then you see my background, you feel more comfortable because you're in my kitchen with me, I'm finding these out. And when you sort of see the same, you may not recognize a person's face every time, but if right. you see the same motion and hear the same voice and the same opening line right. which is your same opening line every time people know that it's the same video they watched before and then they're brought back and they're like oh what's this one about right and so then they watch it exactly and so again since i've been in content you know new media content whatever buzzwords you want to use for so long you know i learned throughout all that time like you know locking people in in the first three seconds is important then mm -hmm telling them what the video is, is also important. And then having an action that reflects what that is, right? So the motion, the other reason that I didn't, the other reason that it's such a simple thing is because at the beginning of any content creator's career or want for a career, there's always put as much effort into it as possible to get as much reward as you seek. That is yeah. not the case necessarily, right? So for me, it was of, after years of trials and tribulations, I was like, I'm going to find this thing out, do two shots, just record it, set it up, and then that's it. I do not want to edit anything. I do not want to do anything else. Yeah. You know, my biggest investment was like going to Albertsons and buying some Chef Boyardee. Like that was a big <laughs> investment, you know? So it's that type of thing. Yeah, and it is. It's you have to have that consistent branding. You have to have that like this is this is me in my house aesthetic. And it really is. This is me finding these things out in my own kitchen. And even while I was traveling, I still did the same motions, right? I was traveling. I was like, here's the same view, here's the same words. I have to set it up a little bit differently, but and people aren't looking at the background necessarily of the hallway when the first three seconds are happening. So it could be right. any hallway. Right. It's still the same angle. And that's what's important is people know what's happening because of the angle. I assume that was intentional, but was the the reactions, the TikTok fame, the <laughs> whatever you want to call it, the reactions of people responding to your videos, was that intentional? It was. Um, 
So just to give you a little insight into my analytical history, mm-hmm. um, I had been losing followers for probably a month. And on nothing, TikTok? On or, TikTok, yeah. Oh, okay. And nothing was really working. Um, and then I, then I posted that first, you know, being in your 30s is better than your 20s. And that was the first video in like a month that gained me any sort of following or attention. And it was only like 30 people that followed. That view was so personal because that also reminds people of like FaceTime. And that also reminds people of, you know, like a very one-to-one experience. Then I kept doing that. And I was like, I think this is working. I'm going to keep doing it. And now it is working and I hope it continues to work. It can crash and burn at any moment. But yeah, I think it was somewhat intentional. You know, this has been always like a dream of mine. So this is sort of like a dream come true. My first dream was always be a YouTuber. Obviously that didn't work. My, my next dream was be a Vine star. That didn't work. And then after that it was Instagram. That didn't work. And then after that it was TikTok. And then that didn't work for a while. And now it is working right now. Let's see what happens, you know? How do you not let the followers, the likes, the validation from others sort of prohibit you? Like if there's a moment where you're losing followers, how do you just not give up and stop? And then how do you not let it get to like your ego and make all of your self-worth how many likes and followers you have? Sure. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, so again, I got TikTok in probably September or November of 2019. And then I started making my... um, everyday video, you know, maybe in November of 2019. And then I just kept making content every single day. And it was just sort of, you know, no matter how much likes or dislikes I get, I'm just going to use this as a creative outlet, right? (laughs) The way that I don't allow people to get to me or the the likes and the comments, um, I blame TikTok a lot and the robot that it is. That's the a big algorithm, one. yeah, for sure. Yeah, right. Like sometimes they just shut down TikTok for a day and I can't control that. So there's that. So I blame the robot, the algorithm a lot because, you know, I'm not doing anything different necessarily. So maybe it just didn't hit. Maybe, you know, after doing stand up for a little bit, you sort of realize that there are different words and affectations that you can put into things that connect differently. So that's also something I do, right? I don't see it so much as a failure as a did you ever see meet the robinsons i feel like a while ago that's an yeah. older movie right like early yeah 2000s. it's like an old yeah older movie like disney animation but every time that one of the robinsons failed they had a huge celebration and they said you know they say something like you failed wonderfully or what a fantastic failure and like they had a lot of lights and everything so any so I wasn't like that for a long time, but once I sort of saw it as like, okay, that didn't work. Great failure, Sid. You know, um, you know, comments don't really get to me because I was literally a moderator of comments on one of the biggest YouTube channels at the time. And, you know, views don't really bother me because I don't necessarily need them as a point of validation, right? What I, what I actually enjoy is the learning experience from like flipping a pan over or, you know, juicing a lemon, turning a travel pillow. Like I'm in, I'm changing my life actively. Yeah. That was the pancake, right? Where you were like, don't flip the pancake, flip the pan. That's genius. (laughs) 
genius. Well, and, and like, you know, I started, I started doing things at first that I knew. And then now people are sending me these things in Instagram messages and, you know, um, TikTok DMs, you know, they're like, did you know that you could do this? And genuinely I'm filming my reaction to these things and then I'm trying it and it's like, what the flying yeah. hell? <laughs> I mean, but that's why I think people identify with it is they're having the reaction with you yeah. and they're watching you experience it that they're like, I'm on board. I'm the same right, way now. They're right, probably right. putting the phone down and going right. and trying it themselves. And that's all yeah. I think either of our brands want is like, put the book down, put the phone down, go try it yourself. Right. Exactly. And that's exactly right. And I think people also like, you know, get excited when I message them and I'm like, this is great. Thank you. Like if people do know it, they comment. Right. Or if people don't know it, they have the same reaction you and I do, Yeah. which is like, how did that's insane. Or yeah, it's just, it's just such an, it's just been such an amazing experience, truly. Uh, you to... built such a community, like the community of people. That's one of the nicest things anyone's ever said to me. But it's true. <laughs> you. you built a community of people who are genuinely just looking to help each other and learn from each other, which is so rare now. It feels like the internet is just set out there for people to like take each other down. And you've built a community to be like, oh, that's cool that you taught me that. Let me teach you something now. And <laughs> yeah. that is the coolest thing. <laughs> Thank you. I didn't know, you know, no one's actually uh, spoken to me about how my community is being perceived, I guess. And I hope that that is, that is a continued perception where it's just like the reason why I want, I think I want to keep making this type of content for as long as I can is it is okay to not know things and yeah. just learn them. It's okay. You know, like it's okay that you didn't know that a travel pillow goes around the other way, but now you do. So be free, my child. <laughs> Do you ever fear, because we're like in this cancel culture, do you ever fear offending somebody? Do you ever fear that somebody's going to come after you and be like... Um, I don't think that I've broached any topics that would allow that to happen. Um, I'm sure that the possibility of that is there at some point. I don't know if I would want to broach any of those topics where it's like, if Urban Outfitters came to me and said, hey, we want to pay you to say we make the best dream catchers. I would say, no, thank you. But you know, that's, that's that type of topic where it's like, I know more people know things more than me about certain topics. So if there is a chance to give a, a magnified voice to people that want it and need it more than I do, then that's no question. I am not the one that's going to be speaking on behalf of any type of um, cultural significance or um, yeah, uh, any, anything that might offend people. I think I'm overtly aware of that. And you're also not, you're not putting your opinions in there. No. You're just providing facts of things you didn't know. Exactly. And I think that's why it's such a concise type of brand and content. Sid, can I ask you a few questions about your life? Yes, please. Okay, first question. What's one life lesson that you had to learn over and over again? Like, <laughs> exhaustingly. Uh, how to change a bike tire. 
I still don't know that one. <laughs> I've done it two or three times. And the thing I'll do instead is I'll just pump it up every yeah. couple of minutes <laughs> until I get somewhere where they do it for me. Such a hard lesson learned on the side of the road, lost. It's not fun. God, that's such a good lesson. Okay. What's one thing about this time in your life, this moment that's happening right now at this very second that w- you want to hold on to for the rest of your life? At this very second, I think um, uh, learning. I think I, I just want to keep this sort of like fun environment of of learning and not knowing and, you know, this this like wonderful community in place that has been created um, where we all <laughs> exist in this world of like, yeah, I didn't know that either. And that's okay. <laughs> Student for life. Yes. Yes. We're all a work in progress forever, which yes. is so daunting, but also great. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Oh. Okay. What is one piece of relationship advice you've ever gotten that you would tell your younger self or would tell others absolutely i think um both parties have to be ready for a relationship in order for a relationship to survive so right so like if if my wife and i hadn't decided that like hey we're gonna be boyfriend and girlfriend okay cool okay we're gonna get through this fight and then still be boyfriend and girlfriend okay cool then it would not work and you know yeah that i think that is sort of like a if someone doesn't like text you back or someone ghosts you it's just because they are in a different place and that's okay <laughs> when people show up and they're saying exactly who they are through their actions but then their words say something different always believe the actions the actions are what the thing saying whether or not they're ready for the relationship even if their words say they are, if they're not texting you back, if they're bailing on all of your dates, yep. if they're not committing, that's the signs. It's not the words where they're like, yeah, babe, I'm or it's, it's not you, it's them. And like, that's the, that's the, like the worst cliche in the world. But like, it, once you figure out that like, oh, I wanted a relationship, but this person is not in a headspace for that, then fine, whatever, yep. moving on. Exactly. What is one piece of financial or career advice you wish you had had earlier? Well, obviously the first chapter in your book, high yield savings account. So I wish I had had that earlier, which we already talked about buying a car. Uh, Oh, oh, how to get a raise. That was a huge piece of advice. I got a raise recently because I used your checklist. So thank you. That makes me so happy. I can't even tell you how happy people can't see how happy I just got. That makes me so happy. I genuinely thought when I was a kid that like you got a job and then every year they just gave you a bucket. Oh, I know. And I literally like, I was reading, (laughs) I was like thinking about asking for one, you know, at the six month mark or whatever. And I was like reading over your book and I was like, shit, that's a concise checklist I could use. (laughs) And then I used it. I'm just going to go do all these things right now. Check, check, did (laughs) it. I can't, I can't describe to you how much I love the checklists. They're so great. They're so useful. They're so useful. Did you get the raise? I did. Yeah, I did. Absolutely. All right. Last question. Yes. What's one emotion you wish you were better at? Oh man. Uh, Sadness. I wish I was, I wish I was better at being sad so I wouldn't get mad all the time. 
<laughs> Those are two separate things though. Yeah, I know. That's why I wish I was better at them. <laughs> so you feel like when you get sad, you just detour into mad because Absolutely. you don't want to feel it. Yeah, yeah it's like you get sad and then you get mad at yourself for being sad and then you get mad at yourself for being mad and then you're just mad. And then yeah. you're like, why, why am I mad? You get mad at yourself because you're like, this is a stupid thing to be sad about. And yes. then you never actually felt the sadness and then you talk yourself out of being <laughs> mad. It's like just a lot of compressing emotions. Com down exactly. <laughs> and hey, therapy works, everybody. So use it. Therapy's awesome. Therapy's this so good. This is a good. giant advertisement for therapy. Yeah, that's that's all this is. Just an ad for therapy. <laughs> I'm not even a therapist. I get no kickback. But every single episode I've recorded, it just ends in being like, go to therapy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that question every time. Every time. Thank you so much for being here. Absolutely. You're an incredible human and Thank your content's you. awesome. Can you tell people where to find you? Absolutely. Um, first of all, you are also an incredible human. Thank you for writing such an amazing book. Um, it has helped so many people and me so much. Um, uh, but yeah, I mean, you can find me everywhere at Sydney Raz. It's the same username everywhere, which is rare in this social media economy. But S-I-D-N-E-Y-R-A-Z on TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram. Thanks for being here. That's all for today's episode. Check back in next week to talk a little more shit with me. In the meantime, be sure to grab your copy of Shit Adults Never Taught Us on Amazon and Barnes & Noble to learn all the shit adults never taught us. And in case no one told you this week, you're killing it. So keep going, you genuine badass. <laughs>